Hi, welcome to another episode of the Well.com podcast. I'm Bo Wigington. Today I get to chat with Patrice Frazier, a master welder based in Philadelphia. She was recently on the show Hot Wheels Ultimate Challenge, taking an old charger and giving it the classic Hot Wheels overhaul, installing a wheelie bar and putting a big Hemi engine in the trunk to make the car stand up like the contestant had always dreamed. She is also an advocate for getting people into the welding trade, showing people no matter what you look like, there's a place for you in the welding world. We jump in right after a word from our sponsors. When it comes to choosing a welding school, there are a lot of options out there. But in my personal opinion, I think finding one that gives you experience of what you'll encounter in the field is going to be worth the price of tuition. And that is exactly what our friends at Arc Labs are doing. Aside from their basic curriculum that'll get you trained to be confident in your skills, you'll have a chance to weld in one of their many different simulators that'll show you what it's like to weld in a confined space, welding in a pipe rack, or even making crucial welds on a water wall with little to no room to maneuver. If you're out in the field on a job and encounter something like that, you could be the go-to welder to make those crucial welds with confidence. Aside from that, if you have a special process or alloy you want to learn, when you finish their basic outcomes, you can jump right into getting prepped for industries like sanitary, performance fabrication, and many more. Best thing is, when you finish school, you still have 20 extra welding hours after you graduate the school. So, if you decide you want to get into another industry, you can feel confident going into that weld test with extra time and guidance to get you there. If you're ready to be a future leader in the welding industry and hit the ground running with all the experience you need to be more than just a new hire, but a great set of hands, head on over to artlabs.edu today to start learning where welding will take you. Have you experienced the power of black and yellow yet? Those are the sharp shades of Aesop welding and cutting. And though the brand has been around since 1904, its welding power doesn't live in the past. Oh no. Aesop is breaking through the limits of what welding equipment can do every damn day. Plug into the full MIG, TIG, and stick package of Rebel. See under the hood with Sentinel's wide view and perfect optics. Cut time and mistakes with Thermodynamics Manual Plasma Cutter. Simplify your automated welding with the app-based software of Aesop Cobot. Even go off-grid with the Ruffian, the best compact engine drive you'll ever lay your gloves on. Or Volt, the first and only welder to run on DeWalt standard power tool batteries. How incredibly powerful is that partnership? Aesop is leading a new age of welding power. And that power belongs in your hands. Check out the full light and heavy industrial lineups at Aesop.com. Well, thanks for joining me on the podcast today. I'm really excited to have you here. Do you want to introduce yourself to the audience just in case they're not familiar with you and your work? Well, I'm Patrice Frazier. I am a master welder, one of the only black female welder instructors on the East Coast right now. And I'm also an advocate for welding and, you know, building America's infrastructure. So that's who I am. Yeah, that's what I do. That's awesome. How did you first get involved in welding in the first place? 
So, I read the New York Times. Uh, I was 24, doing what 24s do. That means nothing. I wasn't doing nothing at all. So, my first time reading, really getting into a newspaper. I read the newspaper, and they told me that America needed 200,000 welders, and that was in 2009. So, in 2009, I was like, yeah, I need to get into this. This is a thing to do, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you go to school for it? Did you just start learning on your own? Like, how did you first learn how to weld? Man, I went straight to the school. As soon as I read the newspaper, the New York Times, and the New York Post, I took the dirt bike, my my (laughs) neighbor's dirt bike, over to the school, and I just showed them the paper, like, hey, are are they lying? Are they telling the truth? And they was like, no, we need welders. And I was like, I'm in there. I'm in there. Yeah, so I went to CC Tech. I'm in Jersey, so it was a great school, yeah. When you got out of school, like, what did you start working for different companies? Were you working for yourself? What pathway was after school for you? Man, after school, I went right back to the to the newspaper. I went right back to the newspaper. Now I'm looking for jobs. So I went to the newspaper, and I was just looking at, like, jobs around the country. So I literally just started going to these job sites and popping up, and, hey, If y'all need a welder, I'm here, you know, because in 2009, 2010, wasn't a lot of females, definitely a lot of black females out there like trying to weld. So it was like, hey, y'all need a good welder. Call me. Call me up. (laughs) So uh, call me up. So I, you know, I traveled down south because obviously they said the best welders are down south. So I went straight to the south from like Mississippi, Tennessee, Texas, Georgia, Florida. And I just worked jobs, as many jobs as I possibly can. Yeah, and that's what I did for like 10 straight years, yeah. What were some of your favorite jobs when you were out in the field? Oh man, you know what? I did like a spiral little staircase for the Spanx building down in Atlanta. The headquarters down there is a dope staircase the mercedes-benz stadium has always been a favorite because i had the most fun there you know um mercedes-benz was dope i did the handrails yeah i did the layout and their handrails me and um a crew of people it was really dope that was my first big contract and then after that i did the buckhead martyr bridge and that was like my third big contract in atlanta so i was like man she atlanta showing love so let me stay down here and let me, you know, get the skill and let me learn some more. And that's what I did, yeah. I know bridge code is a lot stricter than just like your regular structural. What was that like for people that might be looking to get into that kind of work? Man, you know what it is? It's learning. Because yeah. there's nothing that I can tell you that's <laughs> even going to make sense. You know what I'm saying? So it's more so of learning. You have to go in there with an open mind. You feel me? With an open mind and an open notebook. You feel yeah. me? And get into the codes and make sure you're safe with everything. With the tolerance, with the heat, with the warming, with the cool. I mean, it's just a whole bunch of things that come with it. But it's super dope once you're done. It is. Yeah. I know. Being able to drive across something that you built. Yeah. Pretty cool. Speaking of pretty cool, you just had an opportunity to go on a new show on Peacock and NBC about Hot Wheels. Can you tell us about that experience? I mean, I watched that episode. It was really cool. I love the car that she had. Man, yeah, yeah. That 69 Charger doing the wheelie. Yeah, Yeah. one of the heaviest muscle cars to go up in the air. It was a great experience. Was it it like hydraulics you had under there? And did you fab those up or was that like something that you just added on? No, we, I mean, everything was fab from the wheelie bar to the whole car. It was custom. Everything was custom. So. 
it was a beautiful experience just being around other builders and architects and engineers and interior designers and painters. I mean, we had, you know, cyber engineers and, you know, so it was just more the camaraderie of being around these intelligent people to bring back an old school feeling like Hot Wheels. I mean, my my personal job is very serious because I deal with people getting their jobs and teaching where this was more of an opportunity of representation. Of now they can see that, you know, hey, yo, you could, you know, be skinny, brown, and ashy, and you can still go on Hot Wheels and weld some stuff up. You know what I'm saying? You can make it. You know what I'm saying? If that is what you call making it. So I definitely appreciate the opportunity. So, you know, these little black girls can see it. You know what I'm saying? These, these The people that wear grills and look quirky like me, they can see that and be like, hey, I can do it. So, yeah, that was a dope yeah, that. It was really cool. I wish that there was more like up and close, getting up and personal with you when you were actually welding and just getting some of your story on the show too. It would have been yeah, cool, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, uh, I mean, I'm a little bit of a rebel. You know, I carry a lot of hats. So <laughs> I wear a lot, you know, I'm a part of a lot of communities. So, and I'm not really, you know, too much of a show girl. I'm, I'm a real reality type of person. So my story was told and they were talking about you know, getting minorities and women into welding, but it just wasn't me saying it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Shout out to Rachel. Love you, girl. You know what I'm saying? But it's all good. I was there for representation and to be around some cool-ass Hot Wheels. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So, no, that was super yeah. cool. Charters are, like, my favorite. I've always Oof. wanted to have one of those. So. Baby, yeah. Like, but it's got to be a classic one like that. The new ones are okay, no. but the, the old school, man. that was. Yeah. And I thought it was crazy y'all put the engine in the back Put oh, it in yeah. the trunk. <laughs> yeah, cut it out, put it in the back, weld it back in the back. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's just the history of Hot Wheels. It just take you back to, you know, a younger person, you know, your younger side. Even just stepping on a Hot Wheel as a grown man, having kids. You feel me? Yeah. Or a grown woman, you just got these cars around your house. So I think it that show was needed for the new generation, for sure. And there's been a lot of shows recently kind of highlighting the trades. There's Metal Shop Master, Forged in Fire, there's mm-hmm. Tough as Nails, mm-hmm. you know, and now this show showing more and more of, hey, trades are really important and trades yeah. are cool and it doesn't matter what you look like, you can do them, you know. Right, right, right. And I've been seeing a lot. I mean, you got to make trades cool because everybody can't sing, everybody can't play a sport. Everybody isn't doctors or lawyers, you know what I'm saying? Some of us just have different skills and I think the trades shouldn't be... You know, I don't know. Like, they're trying to play trades out. If you can't do this, get a trade. But it should be like, get a trade, then do this. You know what I'm saying? So it should be kind of the opposite. So I'm happy that they're pulling it to the forefront and making it cool again and and trying to get down to these children, so that well, these teenagers, the next generation, so they can be like, I I could do that. You know what I'm saying? I could do that and make some good money and not be in debt after four years. I mean, come on, yeah. bring it over here. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can get out of school and just have a job ready to go. Open not going to have. Yeah. So teaching up there, are you teaching, is it like younger people? Is it like just kind of open to anybody? Yeah. When I was at, I was at a private welding institution. I taught whoever came in the door, whoever they, you know, signed up. I mean, it went from... 18-year-olds to 65-year-olds. Oh, dang. To prisoners, to 
people fresh out of high school. So a range. It gave me a range of personalities and how to adjust and how to, you know, be able to have an open mind with people. So I never knew who I was going to get coming through that door. But yeah, yeah. So I taught for like two years, two, three years. Yeah. When you were teaching, like what were ways, I know a big thing that people have a hard time with is like there's this generational like gap between communication styles, you know, right. between like old school, new school. And a lot of people have a hard time figuring out how to communicate with these younger generations. Like what things did you see in your teaching career that really spoke to the younger generations? Man, I just look like this. I look like them. <laughs> you know I me? Mean? I look like yeah. them. So they, they were more comfortable with me instead of the older men, you know, that was there teaching. So it was more of like, I can, I, I'm, I'm a great listener. Just talk to me. Let me know so I can get you comfortable in this booth enough for you to produce. So yeah. I, it was a gap. It was a big gap. I didn't experience it because they didn't they don't know how old I am. They like, you know, <laughs> they they have no clue. But I kinda got way got through like that. That's how I got through. So is it a really gap? Is it a big gap between the old school and new school? Absolutely. So that's just something that I talk to a lot of people about is like just trying to figure out ways to just help people communicate, you know, because a big thing that really made me angry when I was getting into welding is I kept hearing like on podcasts or things like that, where it was like, everybody was saying, it's like, yeah, this next generation doesn't want to do anything. This next generation doesn't want to listen. They don't want to learn. Yeah. I'm like, no, it's just, you gotta, you gotta talk differently. You know, it's, you gotta yeah. communicate yeah. differently. I mean, you have to listen. I think yeah. <laughs> just stop talking. Just yeah. sit back and listen to these children and listen to these young adults and kind of guide them a little bit instead of just telling them like, hey, this is what you walk the car for. This is what you hold that raw stick. Like, you'd be like, well, like, but maybe I, I don't hold it like that, you know? So my thing is like more so being open-minded, but I mean, can you teach an old dog a new trick? You You can. It might just take a little bit of time, but it can happen. You know what I'm saying? But and the I dog has to listen. No. They have to listen. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's the biggest the part. part. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Jesus. But I mean, I think it's a good blend right now because a lot of them cats is dying off. So yeah. I see that the lot of the baby boomers, they're willing to give the information away where before before the baby boomers, they was like, hell no, nah, I ain't going to say nothing. You figure it out on your own. Up. But it's, it's yeah, magic. Um, it's magic. Yeah, That's yeah. how I do it. <laughs> That's how you do it. And you do it this way. You don't need no helmet. Just look at it. Like what? Yeah. Like, no, I need. <laughs> I need PPE. <laughs> so yeah, just listen. They'll tell you. They'll tell you how you how they feel. One thing that I had a question about because I am I'm newer to the welding world. I got to, into it in the pandemic. When you say a master welder, what is what does it take to become a master welder? Is there special certifications? Is, is it like a time frame? What is that? Well, master welding is mastering all functions of welding and putting 10,000 hours behind each function. Dang. So that's what a master welder is. That's so awesome. So each function with stick, nick, tick, flux, I put 10,000 hours in. That's just the hours. It's more so of mastering the camaraderie and the politics of the job and being on site and not getting hurt and making sure everything is, you know. So I think the master welder, of course, with the hours, because this is 
that's real, that's numbers, but more so of surviving it. Yeah. You know, surviving it, being on these big projects, being on these little projects, you know yeah. what I mean? And making sure that, number one, your wells didn't break on one of them projects. You know what I'm saying? People are still safe, but more so of just holding it together, honestly. Yeah. And speaking of just surviving in the workforce, you coming from a different background than most people in the workforce and looking different than most people in the workforce, what was that like for you? What were some struggles that you had or like big kind of wins you had with just trying to get people to respect you for who you are and take you seriously? Man, I mean, I'm still fighting for that. I think think that's the fight of it all. I mean, I kind of knew what I was getting into. I mean, I've read about it. I did my research on it. And my thing is keeping an open mind. That's what kind of got me through is not taking this situation or this job or this bad situation and moving it to the next job or the next Mm -hmm. work site or judging the people that were assholes. You feel me? Everybody isn't like that. You know what I'm saying? So it was more so of like, hey, the South was rough. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I know, man. I, I live down here and I, I grew up in Colorado and then I moved out to the South and it was different. Wild, different Baby, world. Baby, cowboys. Okay. <laughs> but I also learned a lot, you know, I mean, through the struggle. I, I, I mean, I love J. Cole, but it's beauty in the struggle. You know what I'm saying? You got to take it how it comes. You know what I'm saying? And there's no job that you're going to go to and it's going to be perfect. Yeah, you're always going to have something to not necessarily fight against, but it's not going to be exactly the way you want. And it's all about adapting. And through adapting, you learn a lot about yourself. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm still, you know, dealing with that. But hey, it's all good. I'm here for the fight, you know. Since you have done all this different type of welding, what is your passion behind welding? What is it that you, if you could just go do something for not worried about money, not worried about like where the material is going to come from. What would you do with welding if it was like unlimited resources? I would be a full-time recruiter. I would be in the streets, on the ground floors with people that need the craft. You know what I mean? Not quite people that grew up with, you know, their daddy had was a welder and they, you know, their uncle was a welder, but like giving the opportunity to people that don't even know nothing about it. That's what I would do all day, every day. I would just chase people down and be like, hey, you can't (laughs) sing. Become a welder. Stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you suck at football. (laughs) Become a welder. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what I would do all day is get as much, as many welders in America that I possibly can. I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Upgrade your welding game today with the highest quality leather products from Outlaw Leather USA. Their welding hoods, arm pads, and handles are expertly crafted with premium materials to provide long-lasting durability and stunning visuals. Don't settle for less than the best. Experience unbeatable protection and comfort with Outlaw Leather USA's custom leather products. As a special bonus for listening to the podcast, you can get 10% off your order by using the special promo code WELD10 at checkout. Upgrade your welding gear now at Outlaw Leather USA. 
Are you tired of carrying multiple pieces of equipment on your service truck? Lincoln Electric has introduced the solution, the Ranger Air 260 MPX. This multifunction engine drive combines an air compressor, generator, battery charger, battery jump starter, and multi-process welder in one compact device. Specifically designed for the unpredictable circumstances and job demands of the work truck industry. But that's not all. The Ranger Air 260 MPX is also designed to provide a lower cost of ownership with features such as auto stop-start technology and an electronic throttle body engine with variable engine speed. Don't miss out on this versatile and reliable machine that can handle any demanding job site. Visit www.lincolnelectric.com for more information on the Ranger Air 260 MPX available later this year and save space on your truck for other tools and gear with this compact power horse. That's a passion of mine as well. Like coming from the music world, a lot of people, it music world's rough. Like music yeah. world's rough and <laughs> right but as far as like just trying to get by a lot of people work in bars they work in restaurants you know they'll work in the service industry and i've tried to tell like i've tried to open up a bunch of people's mind to welding and that lifestyle because i'm just like you know it's like bars and restaurants it's great for quick money you know but this is a skill you could do forever you know right and I like what you were saying about I would go out there and try to show as many people that welding is available to them because that's something that I try to do all the time too, especially in the service industry and the music industry, places where, you know, there's not and really... a club because yeah. that's where, you know, that's you where go. they said people need help at, you know, shelters, people with, you know, that's on drugs, you know, the prison system, you know, people like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I would do that all day long. Well, if you're selling welding to somebody, besides welding just being awesome, like you and I know that because we weld. But when you're trying to explain to somebody who's never struck an arc, they don't even know anything about welding and they might be afraid of it, you know, it's like, how do you get through to them? Like, how would you approach somebody in that position? Oh, man, real easy. Hey, you want to make good money? <laughs> you know, do you yeah. want to make more money consistent now? Off a skill you can have forever. That is my spill. You know what I mean? You're going to have to give up something for any job. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So why not a little bit of burnt skin? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Give up a little bit of skin. Yeah, a little um, skin goes a long way. And maybe the decisions that you've been making, is it the right decisions? True. Maybe you need to learn something. Maybe that is what people need is just to learn something new to get them ahead and to make, you know, to get their dreams going. You know what I'm saying? I look at welding like a motor for me and my car and my memory museum, my life car is like the motor is the welder. But everything that you see around it just comes, grows from that. You know what I'm saying? Nobody wakes up and want to be a welder. You know, yeah. I don't know one person that woke up that was like, hey, I'm about to stick these two pieces of metal together. <laughs> like I never, <laughs> that... never heard a little kid say that ever. Okay, so I'm, I go up to people like, hey, use it as a skill. You know what I'm saying? Use it as what it's need for. You know, you don't have to be emotionally connected to it, but you can have a skill that can finance your life. You feel me? So that's how I kick it to them, you know? When you are talking to people, like, I'm sure people come to you asking for help, like finding work and stuff like that as welders. Like, how 
if somebody is new to welding, what are the first type of places you'll try to get them connected to to go and find work? Man, I'm going to do, if for a new welder, I'm going to find a shop somewhere around them. I find a couple shops or I find like a factory. Somewhere it's scheduled and they can learn, you know, little by little. You know what I'm saying? But I, I would want to keep them home at least for this six months, six months to a year, and then bring them on out into this field, baby. So I want them to be like around their families for the first year, be comfortable, you know what I'm saying? As soon as you get it down, go get on out. Miami, baby. <laughs> go on my, go wherever you want to go, you know? So I try to yeah. work with them in their community. So when you were getting these jobs like all around, was it just the newspaper or was it, were you making connections when you were like on one job site? Someone would be like, hey, you know, I hear there's this workout this way. Man, I took a lot of people from their jobs. I took a lot of people from, <laughs> yes, yeah, I always been a step ahead. You know what I mean? I'm like, hey, yeah. they building a bank around the corner. Yeah. We're sitting here building pipes for yachts or something like that. You know what I mean? But once this bank opened up, you know what I'm saying? Once, you know, so I always try to keep two or three jobs, you know, ahead of it. And I'm always just out on the street level, though. If I'm driving down the street and you see them yellow and them blue, you know, fences up with the gates and they got like the construction company on the side. Yeah. Call the construction company, baby. You know, call them and see what's going on. So... I just always been an on-site, on, you know, in-person type of girl. So, yeah, even to this day, I still go up and just walk up and, hey, y'all need some welders, you know? So That's a big thing that I is a mystery to me. I haven't done that myself. Like, I haven't just walked up and been like, hey, I hear you're, like, what kind of step? Because there's steps you have to take to get onto a job site anyway, you know? Like, you got to get your, like, safety, like, your OSHA, like, safety stuff a lot of the time, like, what is that that like? It's who you talk to. It's, if you're talking to a worker, that's different. You know what I mean? But if you go and you kind of do your research and see who's the foreman there, who is actually putting the money behind it, a couple emails will be good. Send your resume out. The conversation goes, oh, you're a welder? Okay, well, this is the company that we're getting our welders out of. So they might send me to a, you know, another okay. company where they're doing the staffing out of you feel me so i go yeah. there i give him his reference hey well tommy you know told me <laughs> to come down here fill out the application and you know step by step but it's really who you talk to it's not how many people it's just you just need to talk to that right person my dad some of the greatest advice he ever gave me was he said talk to the person that's signing the checks right. whoever signed in the checks talk to that person because they're making exactly. the decision you know Exactly. <laughs> it's not how many people know. It's who you know. If you know yeah. the right person, you in there. And you might got to stalk them a little bit, be there. You might got to tell them for a whole week, hey, I'm what you know. Y'all, I see y'all, you know. But you just got to grind. Yeah. Y'all get next well, to them. Grinding and knowing, like, it being about who you know and all that kind of stuff. With the Hot Wheels show, like, how did you get to be on that show was that like a connection you had through the welding world or was that like a audition what was the process of getting on that man that process was uh smooth they just reached out to me it's like That's hey awesome. you want to be on the hot wheel show i was like what <laughs> yep <laughs> yeah why not you know what I'm saying? you know so that was like a four or five month process dang 
Yeah, and that was after they told me, you know what I mean? Like, hey, we want you on here, but I mean with, you know, like with the visas and with the with the time being out there and everything. So it was like cool, the contracts and, you know, everything else. So yeah, they, I, hey, they needed a black female welder, baby. You Dang. know? Right place, so, right time. I mean, if you Google black female welder and you're going to reach out, like, hey, we, yeah. I mean, you're going to have to. So I don't know nobody at NBC or Peacock. That's I don't awesome. Know no, or Hot Wheels. I don't know nobody up in there. They just reached out and called me, and I took the job. You know, like that's great though. I mean, yeah. that's so, that's so cool because I I try to tell people I've had random times like I used to do a lot of extra work when I I lived in L.A. and I lived in Nashville, and so I was always like an extra in random things. And a lot of the times I would try to be an extra on things I knew my mom would watch. And, right. but, but people are always like, how do you do this? It's, it's just about knowing people. It's, I'm a friendly guy and I'll, I'll go around and talk to all kinds of people. And a lot of the times it's come from just random connections, you know? Yes. And, and uh, the welding yeah. world's um, a lot the same. Yeah. Shout out to Google. Google been doing me really well. <laughs> shout out. Shout out to Google. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, that's how they found me. That's how most people do found, find me. Like they just, they just, okay, it's welders black welders you know and it's really that fast you know if you're looking for something you're going to find it yeah. so i was just what they was looking for that's awesome i mean that just seems like it would have been a really cool experience too and i love the wheelie bar i loved it all i loved yeah. it all. yeah it was beautiful I, it, it, it was some, it, it's something i would never forget i'll tell you that much you know what I'm saying <laughs> it was uh life-changing moments you know to be on tv i think that's dope yeah i think it's dope I yeah, do I too. So. I think a lot of people are going to think it's pretty dope too. <laughs> yeah. Well, sure. speaking of life changing, all right. So, something I always try to do on the podcast is ask you to give advice you would give to new welders or people who are already welders trying to break out and just progress in their career. What kind of advice would you give them to just really step it up or just get into it and get better mm. as a welder? Man, I would say don't doubt yourself with jobs. Don't look at the requirements and all that. Just go for it. Just do it. Even Still. if you know you can't do it, do it. Just go there and just try it out because you never know. You know what I mean? They might have on-site training. They might have an old school cat in the back that can't wait for a young cat to come up here to do his job to teach him. You know? So I would say don't limit yourself or edit yourself off your experience. You feel me? Or what you could put on paper. Nah. Go out and always... If you're good at Meg and you okay at stick, go get a stick job. You know what I'm saying? If you okay at TIG, great at stick, go get a TIG job. You feel me? Yeah. And just push yourself. You know, you have to be around people that's in the same, you know, atmosphere. So if, if you're good at Meg and you're at a Meg job and you're the best nigger there, I mean, that's dope. But if you want to, you know, learn something, you got to be around these cats that learn it. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I was welding these submarines, that was definitely technical. That was, like, one of the most technical jobs I ever had in my life. You feel me? And it was me being around other men, well, other men, other, well, men and women, other welders, and just learning. You know what I'm saying? Just learning and to be, like, calm. Because, you know, you might, you know you could weld, but the... Everything that comes with it is yeah. crazy. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. So I would say always push yourself. Always don't go by what they say on the paper. Forget that. If you think you can do it safely, go do it. Try it out. 
Let's yeah. see where it take you. The worst thing someone could say is no. Yeah, that's and it. Then, well, and, and you go back to the same job you left. Who cares? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, all right, I'm back, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's. I mean, that's great advice. And a lot of people are afraid to just let themselves do things. So, you know, if you're out there and you hate your job and you wouldn't go try another one, go try it. You know, go try like, it. Go to the interview on your lunch break. Come back yeah. to work. You don't have to. It's not like you got to tell your job that you're about to leave. You know, do what you have to do to keep yourself ahead of the game or just in the game. You feel me? Yeah. And don't worry about the requirements. Just go there. That's a big thing I know scares a lot of people. I mean, I know when I was in school, I was looking through jobs and it was like, must have five years experience, must have five years experience, must have five years experience. I'm like, for an intro job that's Talk. paying me $12 an hour? No, five, it's right, like, five years? I know. Like who's... Go there and go get it because they don't need it. They just saying it. They need somebody to get that workout. Now, that's yeah. facts. It's not really about the experience or the requirements. They need that money. They need that product welded. You know what I'm saying? Go there, weld your ass off, do your thing, and then go back to work and see if they call you. <laughs> I mean, that's great advice. I mean, the the lunch break job interview is my favorite oh, kind of oh, job interview. Oh, I love interview. it. Oh, I love it. I love it. And you still come back with a soda like you didn't do nothing. Yeah. Like, oh, I no. got stuck in traffic. I don't know. Oh, crazy. <laughs> it's raining outside. But yeah, do that. Do not stop. Test yourself. Keep testing the skill because you're only going to get better. Your hand-eye coordination is only a skill. You know what I mean? So the more you do it and the more you get up in there, the better you're going to be and the more money you will make. As far as where people can find your work, where should people go to check out more of what you do and stay in contact with you? Oh, man, definitely my website, welljointed.com. I'm definitely on there. I have to update it, so please, <laughs> you know. I'm definitely on there. I'm on all social medias, and I'm outside. You can catch me. I'm going to be outside. It's the summertime. Rip me out the plastic. I'm acting brand new. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> celebrating just the show, the more women getting in the welding. Shout out to all the women welders out there, man. Definitely seeing more minorities getting there a little bit and being promoted a little bit more. But, hey, I'm here for the summertime outside. I'm going to start more so going to events and supporting people like yourself and the well community, my communities. You know, I'm going to just do more supporting for the next two, three months for sure. Are you going to any specific like welding events? No, I'm to do too much weld i'm going to do like community things open mics comedy festivals the roots parade shout out to the roots because they was dope for their show in philadelphia more so getting into the community like the welding community knows me my yeah. community don't so i need yeah. to go there and that's basically what i'm going to f focus on oh that's awesome you got to yeah. get out there get out in the sun All i'm right, excited to get beach, out in the sun a too couple beach bars couple pop-up shops you know what i'm saying um yeah that's it just get well, the word awesome. out more yeah well i appreciate you sitting down and chat with me this has been super fun and i definitely when i come through philadelphia i'll have to hit you up because oh, hopefully i'll be to. traveling a lot more over the next couple of years so yeah, uh, you definitely got to hit me up i'm here we go get something to eat, some good food. You know, Philly got oh, great food. Oh yeah, no, I'm all I'm. That's my favorite thing to do when I travel is eat. But talk, <laughs> talk. So yeah, I'm here, man. And this was great. You know, what I'm saying hopefully the people that listen to this, you know, get a little bit of hope and um, 
interested in welding or just at least keep welding because we need yeah. you guys for sure. It's the whole thing. Like a big part of what I try to do with this podcast is show people, you know, a lot of people don't want to get into welding because they just think it's dirty, dangerous and all that kind of stuff. Sure. It is dirty and dangerous at times, but that's not the only type of welding that's out there. There's so many cool different types of jobs you could do. You could Absolutely. just do art, you know. Right. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I give you a peace of mind a little bit. You know, I give you a little underneath that helmet. You could think a little bit, kind of isolate you a little bit from the world. So you kind of yeah. think. I know. You I know? love it. It's so zen. It's so <laughs> zen in there. <laughs> I like the zen. Hold on, let me take a picture. We out here. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I'm here for. You you can find me. I'm, I'm here. They can find me. And I will reply as fast as I possibly can to the students, to the older welders, to the people that scale the world and just hit me up. And if I can't do it, believe me, I know somebody yeah. that can. You know what I'm saying? So it's a good community. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Weld.com podcast. And a huge thank you to Patrice for telling me your story and giving such great insight to people getting into the industry. If you have a topic you'd like me to cover on the show, shoot me a message in the Weld app at Bo Did It. Speaking of the app, did you know we have a job board where you can see jobs that are actively seeking people or you can post yourself available for work letting people know what you're certified for, how far you're willing to travel, and what kind of rate you're looking for? Download the app today and see everything we have in there to help take your career to the next level. Until next week, we'll see you out there.